Your sweet is ready. Girl, we are in there. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. So we started from the bottom now. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. What else? What else? What else? And if you throw a party, invite everybody. Wait. The biggest giver. The biggest. Open my eyes and I looked at your face. You gotta get the note out. I was Hey fine. guys, <laughs> hey friends. We're back, bitches. Did you miss me? In the words of Arnell Hill, because we missed y'all. Did we really? I missed yes, every did. single one of you guys. What's up? It's your girl, Tanya D, aka Queen T, aka Real Nigga. And I got my Marla. Lady M417 on Instagram, maybe on Twitter. I might pop up. Woo woo. Guys. Damn. Friends. How and long the like. Been? <laughs> That's not important. What's important is that we are here. We are black. <clears throat> we are back. And we are rejuvenated to some degree. Because, <laughs> boy, let me tell you. <laughs> boy, look at you. They tried to take us out last week. <laughs> but we're here. Um. So, before we get into all the stuff we have to get into, I know you guys really want us to recap, like, a whole bunch of stuff. We have to limit it. We ain't gonna do that shit. But, before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to give special thanks to uh, the NWO podcast. Nigga, 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 nigga. Those niggers over there. (laughs) I appreciate them dearly. They've been holding us down. They've been supporting. Anytime I've been on social media... And uh, someone is asking for a black podcast. They're constantly plugging <clears throat> Urban Sweet Talk. And I'm so appreciative. Also, the ignorant agenda for holding yes. us down in the meantime. Our family, Marla, family. Marla did an interview a couple months ago. Um, that was an interview. But no, she just, joined the know, cast. I slid. She I slid, slid on real over. quick. And uh, so they always hold us down over there. So... This is like the iPod, I was iPod, the podcast <laughs> trilogy, holy trilogy, trifecta. you know what I'm saying? Um, the Holy Trinity. Uh, so shout out to my cousins in podcast. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all so, so much for holding us down since we've been gone. It's much appreciated. So um, much appreciated. Also, special shout out to Awkward DM podcast. We split over there a few weeks ago. Who invited us over. Yeah, we had some girl talk. We had quite a few hours of girl talk. Go check them out. All these podcasts are only all these uh, streaming services, so do your due diligence, Do your Googles, goddammit. They're they're there. But, um, no, we split over there, and we we had quite a conversation with them, more so off the air than we did on air, but it turned into quite a few good episodes. I'm going to be real, real, real. (laughs) We ended up recording like three times. Because <laughs> the conversations were too good. Uno, dos, and tres. Itch, and each song. And each time was a different, was a different subject, different 
content. It was just, we just had a good time over there with them. So y'all check them out as well. Um, also, happy Women's History Month because we're still in March. We we are. We are. So um, all of the women's, I need you to flap your booty to and fro because this is our month. Also, especially black women because this is our do-over month. From Yeah, I was going to say because Black History, we kind of, you know, Black History Month 2019, I feel like we're going to just redact that from... It was um, from the- <laughs> real struggling. It was real struggling for the Africans of the Americans <laughs> for 28 days. Like, I didn't. 28. Like, we was like, what the fuck is going on? Wasn't even a leap year. Go ahead. Wasn't even a leap year. Like, we ain't deserve. We ain't deserve. But the women are holding it down. Um, speaking of black history, good black ass news. We skipping. We don't want to skip yet. What? I want to I get to good black ass news. But. We are good black ass news because y'all don't know what we, we have been doing. We are the main good black ass You guys news. have no idea. As much as you guys wanted us to be back, we wanted to be back. Um, and it just seemed the universe had other plans. You know, something was in Renegade. And was it Mercury? It, it could have been. Could have been Pluto. The rock of the moon. Could have been Jupiter. It was fucking us all the way up. <laughs> So, little backtrack, and I know that um, throughout this time, we've been gone since September. I know, I know, guys. But a lot has transpired in each of our lives. and um, Separately and collectively. Oh, God. <laughs> so much has happened. And I wish I can kind of give you guys the full rundown. But I really wanted to get into, um, we're going to get into some health and wealth later, primarily because of the things that we have endured in this six month time frame mm-hmm. and even up until literally this morning this morning <laughs> <laughs> so we aren't fully recovered but we're doing our best <clears throat> because we wanted to be back for you guys um initially with me in particular um so in september and we went on the hiatus and you know we were supposed to be back a lot sooner Really and truly, I had a myomectomy, for those that don't know what that is, that is abdominal surgery for um, large fibroids that are attached to and around the uterus. And a lot of people reached out to me because, one, they really didn't know what was happening with me. They just knew that the show wasn't there. I wasn't really prominent on social media at the time. And they just know we were absent. And I appreciate, again everybody reaching out to me and all of the concerns and prayers and wishes and hopes and um uh shout out to miss j um on the social media as well she's a doll she's she's she texts me she reached out to me there's a handful of people that that consistently lena cinnamon slim oh my god shout out to lena Lena hit me up like all the time (laughs) like the daytime it was in surgery lena was texting me like every couple of hours okay i'm going out of town but is she out of surgery yet is she okay is she i'm like oh my god (laughs) y'all so sweet to me i appreciate it but no i um so literally how it happened is like i had like a severe abdominal pain like in like first thing in the morning and and I kept going to the doctor and 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 emergency room and trying to figure out what was happening and it was like I was getting little bit of information yeah. okay you have uh some cysts okay it's a cyst rupture okay it's fibroids one okay it's actually like seven but they're behind your uterus so we'll just figure and and so I kept getting frustrated and I understand 
especially black women, because it feels like they're not fucking listening. No. So you could be explaining what's happening to you, what's happening to your body. You know your mm-hmm. own body and what your body is accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And so when you're explaining this to medical professionals, a lot of times with black women in specific, we're not being listened to. No. So ultimately, I basically found out the severity of the situation on a Tuesday and I had to have surgery on Friday. Yeah. It was that severe. And so I didn't have a lot of time. So whereas a lot of women who, you know, check up with their gynecologist often and they do discover that they have fibroids, they kind of create a plan or if it's even big enough to even make any plan at all. Because a lot of times they're not big enough. to. Right. They just require supervision. Right. And they require treatment and they treat them with medication or the doctor will have you come back and they can reevaluate right. because sometimes they don't they don't necessarily show up on a scan or anything like that. Very true. So So. you really have to do your due diligence when something is wrong with you and it's not going away and you're trying to see a professional, seek a second, third, fourth, fifth, I don't care how many other opinions you need, go do that before you end up in a situation that's really, you know, uncompromised. And also to kind of interject for a second, interject, um, this is also, this can also be hereditary. So if this is something that runs in your family, these are conversations you should be having with your mom and your aunts, your grandmothers, if they're still alive, because these are hereditary things as well. So if you know that your mom has a history of fibroids, or that might be something that you need to make sure that you speak to your physician about, Hey, my mom has a history. Like for me, in particular, my mom has certain histories. My my aunt, I lost to breast cancer. So these are conversations that I have with my physician every time I go, hey, I lost the maternal grandmother to this. I lost my maternal aunt to this. My mother has this. I want to be tested for this. Sometimes we have to be proactive with our health versus reactive. Right. Meaning before something happened, we want to take measures before they happen versus waiting until if something does happen, then, you know, it's it's beyond our control. Right. And so it, with that, and after I had the surgery, you would think that, okay, the, you had the surgery and they've been removed. And we gonna bounce when I back. tell you, they were, removed in, they were removed in the most invasive way. Lord. So it, the recovery, when I tell you the recovery is long, they tell you, okay, six weeks, you should be fine. Or this week, you should be... Listen, there is no magical day that you're going to... Ma- I still struggle on a day-to-day basis with just getting back to my normal self but I wanted to be transparent because um during this time I've had conversations with with women and and since I've had my surgery I've known two other women that have had the surgery pretty much I'm sorry three actually Mm -hmm. um right after me shout out to Jamaican Honey on Twitter um I forgot her at name I will try to figure that out somewhere in the show but she as well had it and I was so uh, appreciative that I actually had experienced that because then I could offer some type of help so I would reach out I'll say hey get this pillow from Amazon or try this and do this for sleeping because unfortunately when the surgery is done there is no plan you know what I'm saying your body's gonna do what it's gonna do and so you need as much support as you can and if you are going through this right now I have no problem. Hit me up on Twitter at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Hit me up anywhere on social media where there's a messaging option, and I will be more than happy to exchange any information that I have in regards to having fibroids, in regards to recovery. Um, and again, if you are going through this, 
don't seek me because I'm not a medical professional. No, there's no definitely go see your doctor. <laughs> But if you need any help, any suggestions, any questions that have come up, um, especially or since there's such limited whatever, information know. on recovery, because I remember Girl. when Tanya was in recovery, we were she was googling things, I was googling things, Child. I was trying to find guys. Let me tell you, I have never experienced so much Sweet anxiety home. in my it ain't life. No information. There's no information anywhere. It, whatever information you ha- you find, it's extremely limited. It's extremely surface level. It's, it does not get down to the nitty gritty of anything. And a lot of the stuff, had I not saw with my own eyes what Tanya went through, I would not be able to understand the the depth of what you go through during recovery. Because being diagnosed and then seeking treatment is one thing, but then the recovery process is a whole nother situation. That's a beast of And you don't own. find any information. And me, who's always on YouTube looking for certain things, you couldn't find shit. There was nothing. You know what I found, goddamn. <laughs> I ain't gonna say hoes. I don't know their name individually. Do but the young ladies on the YouTubes, basically. You've grown, You've grown in these six months. You see? I, I see it. The young ladies on the YouTubes, they basically are explaining everything that happened up until they had the surgery. And I'm like, girl, we know that's a, that's an inevitability. We yeah. know that. What is the part that I'm, what happens on week five? After they sold me up and I got to come home. What happens on day four? You know what I'm saying? Like there is no additional information. And so. What happens I, the first time I have to use the bathroom? Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. Child. But it's, it's some real shit. And you know, it's kind of one of those things. You know how people say that. A lot of times women don't talk about the ugly side of pregnancy mm. and labor and delivery. Because what do you see when people are talking about pregnancy online? It's always, oh my God, my baby bump, Swollen my ankles. This, this. The, but nobody talks about, for, for a long time, postpartum was not something that people talked about. Oh, and yeah. just about every woman has gone through postpartum to some degree mm-hmm. after they've given birth to a child. Whether it's right after the child was born or maybe when the child was like six, seven months down the line. So, you know... Unfortunately, women in general, and but especially black women, we don't talk about a lot of these things. And we don't discuss a lot of these things because for whatever reason, health is still, you know, or the inner workings of the female body is still one of those very taboo subjects that no one wants to broach. No one you wants want to talk about. You want the long answer or the short answer? Short answer, because this is an hour show. Slavery. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yes, man, like even with the postpartum, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I went through a very, very deep depression. She really did. Um, Going through this recovery. And it's only really in the past two and a half months that I've really shaken myself. I have just a, such a strong will to shake myself out of that. That's the way of saying she's dark. stubborn as fuck. Look, man, I'm an independent black woman. <laughs> yes. And I'm just going to do stuff myself. Um, you know how you try to do something for a baby and they like, I do it myself. <laughs> and they fuck it all the way they, up. They really be, that was just me the whole time. The entire time. Um, and, and I also was very, very blessed to have a partner that just. Shouts out to bed. Look, I can't even. All I'm going to say <laughs> is my man and my mama never been so close to my vagina at one time. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So shout out to my mama. <laughs> And shout out to my boo. <laughs> oh, dear but, Lord. Um, <clears throat> but no, seriously, <laughs> I want you guys to just be very, very proactive. Like Marla was saying, with your health 
And I know that we talked a few minutes about this. We're going to get into some great stuff. But I wanted to hit that first because, one, I wanted to let you guys know what was going on with me. Um, but, two, we'll get into it a little bit more later as well. And then, wait, wait, wait. After all this and I'm coming through recovery, you know what the fuck happened? Bitch. Influenza. <laughs> knocked on my door. I was minding mine. <clears throat> Influenza was like, excuse me, I have a cough and or sneeze waiting outside. Wait, we have to, we, wait, we have to preface this. So, um, <clears throat> Ty and I, for the past couple of months, have been meeting on the regular. I mean, we meet on the regular regardless, but this was show related. Usually when Ty and I meet up, yeah, usually when Ty and I meet up, it's Marla and Tanya time, but we met up, it was show related. We, we came to some decisions about certain things. We were planning stuff. Shouts out to CTE photography. How could I forget? He he did our pictures, um, that are going to go on our website and that are going to, we'll share a few. I'll share a few with y'all on, on our social media, but, um, we went, we got cute, we took pictures, and we were excited. Me and my wig showed up. Girl, had our makeup did, we had a great time. Poor Chris was probably stressed with us because we couldn't stand still for nothing, but he's a professional. Um, Got our pictures back, we're so excited, we're like, yes, we're going to relaunch the show. Oh, what? You know what happened on that day? <laughs> what? At 12 a.m., my period was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> My parents say, excuse me, when is your photo shoot? Okay, well, I'm oh, coming, I'm coming now. Too. <laughs> I'm just going to get my stuff and come now. I'll Bro, be there in five minutes. Not, we could not catch a break. But, yeah, so, we, you know, we, we did our photo shoot. We had a good time. And we're waiting for our images to come back and all this stuff. We're like, yes, we're launching on the 12th and we're excited. And all this great stuff is happening. And let me tell y'all something. The weekend of March 9th. Was it 9, 10, 11, 12. The weekend of March 9th, it just started a domino effect of a whole bunch of different shit to kind of basically... Murphy's Law. Basically. <laughs> that's basically what happened. And like she said, we will go into greater detail later, but just know I ended up in the emergency room twice. Child. Tanya and Bay got influenza. Mm. And we're like... Dealing, it's like once we dealt with one thing, something else popped, and we was like, God damn it, like we is just not this is just Murphy's Law. But you know what? We real niggas, and we here, and real niggas do real things like show up any the fucking way, any the fucking way. <laughs> so, um, shout out to us, we are good black ass. <laughs> oh, we black y'all, <laughs> and we don't look like what we've been through, which is most important. Child, I literally only put on lashes this morning. But you look cute. Your, eye, your eyebrows is nice, friend. I drew them with precision. <laughs> <laughs> My hands were shaking, but I didn't. Lena, remember Angela Bassett in the mirror on What's Love Got to Do With It? That was definitely me. Bye, man. <laughs> All right, good black ass news. Congratulations to 17-year-old Georgia T Georgia um native Jordan Nixon. She was accepted to 39 schools, that's 39 colleges and universities, and she was offered over 1.6 million dollars in scholarships. God. God damn. 
congratulations to you. Congratulations Damn. to your parents. If you've been listening to our show long enough, you know I this is the time of year where all the accept, acceptance, Jesus, yes. acceptance letters comes out. And I love seeing it on social media. The parents are excited. The family is excited. And it's a big deal. The kids are sitting at the computer or they're at the dinner table and they're opening the letters. And I enjoy it because I feel like I was a part of it. You were definitely um, an honorary auntie. Honorary auntie. So congratulations to you, Miss Nixon. Congratulations to your parents for rearing you the way that they have. Also, good black ass news. Um, Jaden Smith, what what do this what can the Smith family not do at this point? I mean, I'm coming up with a blank really, because they have just been showing their asses. Specifically Willard. What you seen that twerk? I ain't said no. You seen that twerk. But anywho. <laughs> Jaden Smith is providing a mobile water filtration system for the citizens of Flint. He um he partnered up with a church over there um which will have which will house the first filter filtration systems. Okay. And they will allow the families to come in and get clean water. So he and his team cuz his his company Just Water, which is the one that he um that his dad co-owns with him as well, but he's the face of the company. Um, they are currently working on plans to expand that in Flint and they're trying to come up with a more long-term solution for the water crisis in Flint, which is just fucking ridiculous because we have a government, but we digress. Anywho, do we, do we have a government? (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? Anywho, Ray J, who I'm not really that much of a fan of, but anytime I see black people prospering in tech, a la Nas, a la Chameleonaire, because they a are... Ma- Neo Schaefer a la Smith. Neo Schaefer. Thank you. That nigga name Schaefer. I know. We it looked like his don't name is Schaefer. Do this. I'm trying to be professional. But Ray J's tech company, Ray... Um, What is it? Raycon? Is it Raycon Global? Whatever. So, you know, they have those commercials with the... He had the, the scooters, and then he has the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Airbus... So his got company, the glasses. The glasses too. So his company has only been established for less than a year. It hasn't been a full year yet, and they've already made over ten million dollars in sales. Okay, right, Jay. So my dog's gonna start opening indoor pool in pool. Silicon Valley. So shouts out to them. Listen, I've always said it. Um, I've said it on on an episode of our show. I don't remember which one. Y'all gonna have to find that. But I've always said that if I have a son. Before I put a football in his hands, I'm put him in front of a computer because tech is. That's where it's that at. That is where it's at. Tech is STEM is the biggest thing. I love to see little black girls getting into STEM. I love seeing little black boys getting into STEM. You can't, can't even get CTE doing computer work. <laughs> <laughs> it don't even be happening. <laughs> so yeah, why are you like this? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Don't, that's it. I don't have no more good players. <laughs> Uh, We're sorry. But if you have any good black ass news, <laughs> hit us up, Urban Sweet Talk Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up personally on Twitter at I am Queen T. Uh, Marla may or may not be on the Twitter machine. I, I've been trying to come back for like a month now. I keep <clears throat> saying I'm going to come back, and I just, I just don't. You need to experience. Twitter is the upper echelon of social media. And then everyone else finds out. But I hardly post on everybody else. So it's just like... But that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, so Twitter is like that cool-ass cousin that you go smoke with during so family you. events. So basically you. Yes. And however, it is muy problematical. <laughs> so um, take it with a grain of salt. But basically, information gets to Twitter first. And then... 
Because all the memes, a lot of memes that are circulate are basically they just They come from Twitter first, yeah. With the person's with the picture. name cut off. Yeah. With just their tweet in the picture. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, but, and then it goes to Facebook, which is basically auntie land. And... Don't Facebook get it last? I think Instagram... Twitter, Instagram, then Facebook. Instagram gets shit like five weeks. There's a five week lead time in order for them to get some of the information. I would assume Instagram get it. Get Instagram it get it pretty instant because you know the girls like Instagram. Um, it did shut down for a couple hours and people lost their goddamn. Wasn't that last minds. week? Yeah, I was in the hospital. I couldn't. People I were losing all of their shits. Yeah, because I saw when I finally did come back to social media over the weekend, I saw people asking, "What were, what did you do?" Um, when Facebook and Instagram was, I'm like, "Bitch, I live my life. What the fuck you talking Apparently, about?" Apparently, WhatsApp was down too, because I guess that's that's the extension of the Facebook. Oh, that's all my Haitian cousins. That's how they text me. So, oh, well, then how they was texting you? That's all right. They didn't need to text me. They asking for money anyway. See, so all of, so these social medias <laughs> was down except the Twitter. Why? Because it's the upper echelon of social media. So did everybody flood the Twitter? You goddamn skippy. People was trying. I can't even imagine people trying to figure out their password for Twitter. People you ain't seen in years. Resetting it. Just showing up. Reverifying. Now you got to get your digits sent to you again. So, um, yeah, people were losing their damn mind. All right, maybe I'll pop up. Maybe I'll pop up on Twitter this week since we're back. Yeah. So one thing I we have a couple segments that are new that we want to introduce to our friends, but one of them is what's your favorite part of your day, right? Because there's so much to be angry about and there's so much <clears> stupid <throat> shit on the interwebs. And sometimes all you need is just that one just one moment, that one glimpse of positivity. I don't care what it is. And it just might light up so, your whole day. Hashtag favorite part of my day and tweet me. We're gonna have to abbreviate that. Okay, fave, F A V part of your day. We don't figure it out, or y'all tell us what it should be. I'm sure you will. Um, but I don't care what the small thing of your favorite part is. This got me out here trying to spell favorite. I know all the letters (laughs) is favor and then I at the end. (laughs) So um marla what, what was your favorite part of your day favorite part of my day today you know what it's it's gonna be corny but it was seeing you because i haven't seen <gasps> you in like two weeks Me? It, it listen ty and i have been separated <laughs> which is bad because we're never separated for this long oh, ever me? we yeah it's so nice because i've been worried she's been worried about me so this last week we have been completely isolated from each other <laughs> We've only been able yeah. to text, and even when we text, we can't text for long because we're tired, we're on medication, we're kind of, like, trying to be back. And, like, we texted each other last week, damn, I wish I could come take care of you. Well, I wish I could come take care of you, but right. we couldn't be next to each other, so. We were both. We was both out of SOL. it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to sneak out and come bring you some soup Let me say something. <laughs> was so adamant about people not coming to help me i'm like let me drown this is the flu you don't play with this shit like it would i have never been this sick in my adult just because you have a flu vaccine that you're immune no you're not immune you're immune what it does is it helps lower the risk of you of the infection infection jesus the infections that are associated the more severe infections that are associated with the flu so whereas 
if I happen to catch any germs from Tanya, it might just be a cold in me. It's a full fledged flu in her because I I got Duh, a flu it took me down. Okay, um, sh- fever, chills, sweating, vomiting, vomiting, diarrhea. I don't give a fuck. All of this stuff was happening while we were trying to get this damn show together. And speaking of this stuff happening, you know who called me. Your mama. You, you damn skippy. <laughs> you damn skippy. Mildred called me. Don't do her. Actually, look, I don't give a fuck. How old you are, when you get sick, you call your mama. Always. Before I even go see a medical professional, <laughs> I have gotten into a car accident and called my mama before I called the police, okay? Because um, Mildred knows the whereabouts. So yes. I call, I say, mommy, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm having these symptoms. And she was like, mm-hmm, that's the flu. Okay, so go ahead and leave work and you go to emergency or urgent care and you go do that because you definitely have the flu. Um, Of course, I, I definitely had the flu. Why did Mildred call me? I said, mom, don't come over here because I don't want you to get sick. She said, oh, that's okay, baby, because I wasn't going to come my ass over there any goddamn way because <laughs> I don't even need to be sick. I said, wow, thank you for your selfless work, mom. And then she was like, well, how did you get it? I said, well, mommy, sometimes, you know, people can cough or sneeze and you can either ingest that or it's on surfaces mm-hmm. and that you put it close to your eyes, nose, or mouth mm-hmm. and you got it. She was like... Are you serious? I said, Mommy, yes. She said, Well, what if you wiping your stuff? <laughs> and listen, what you're not gonna do is come for my friend. No, you gotta listen. No, you're not gonna come for my friend. What if you wiping your stuff? And by stuffs, I mean coochie twat. If you wiping your stuffs and you just touch the virus, wait, and co- put it what? on your huh? What what by stuff you mean what coochie twat? <laughs> You touched a railing, and then when you went to pee, by mistake, you grazed your pussy lip. Wait a minute. Can you? I said, Mommy, are you talking about coochie flu? (laughs) No, it ain't no coochie flu. No. Mommy, (laughs) what's going on? Your coochie can't get the flu. I mean, it's not coughing and stuff like that. Stop it. I can't breathe. (laughs) So, um, shout out to everybody who had coochie flu. Um... (laughs) And if you did not, God bless you. <laughs> Bruh. No one needs the coochie flu. That's all I wanted to say. Wait, I'm But we're going to give Marla a moment to go ahead and catch her breath. Oh, my God. While we have... <laughs> I don't deserve this. A word from our sponsor. Are your walls as naked as the holes on South Beach for spring break? Do you need to add a little bit more spice and color to your ambiance? Look no further than Chaotic Ish Custom Abstract Art. That can be found www.chaotic, that's K-H-A-O-T-I-C-I-S-H.com. This person actually makes custom abstract art. I mean, nothing is duplicated. These are original custom made, basically anything that you could want. It'll give your office some extra spruce, a color or two, your living room. Hell, I even have one of his porches in my hallway right now. 
and I love it. So if you're looking for some custom art to put on your wall, your business, wherever you want to put it, um, make sure you check out chaoticish.com. Now, this particular um, artist, <clears throat> him, what's really cool about him is that he really does try to bring art back to the community. And I know a few people that actually have a couple of his pieces as well. And it's really nice. Now, with this offer, the first three to contact him using the code Urban Sweet gets a free custom 30 by 40 original painting with certificate of authenticity. So, first three people to hit up Anthony at www.chaoticish, again, that's K H A O T I C I S H dot com. Um, he could also be found on the Instagram machine as well under Chaotic Ish as well. So, thanks so much for this sponsor. And we're gonna get back to the show. That was so professional. Look, I do what I can do. And I'm what's pretty much. Tea, what's your little teacup in your hand? You see the pinky sprawled out. <laughs> Why are so, you like this, man? Anywho, um, my favorite part of the day was there's a lady at my job who I call affectionately Lord, Banana Gate. Um, she's still there? Of course she is. Um, and she wore a drawstring ponytail today in which the string was drawing and I could see it hanging at the nape of her neck. Huh? And she was at the copier and while she was waiting for her copies, she was doing the Tootsie Roll. And I was like, you know, that cheered me right on up. Like, (laughs) but did the ponytail fall? It did not, girl. It just bounced. It was secure. It was doing a V bounce. (laughs) So... <laughs> Shout out to Banana Gate. And again, tell me your favorite parts of your days. I don't know what the hashtag is going to be. We could put Fave part of the day or Fave P O T D. Yeah, Fave P O T D. But send it to me on Twitter because Marlon ain't going to be there. I'm coming to Twitter. I'm coming up on the rough side of the map. You don't remember that song? I do. I'm just shocked you know the song. I'm just shocked you know the damn song. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> when we were supposed to come back last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let me prepare my, <coughs> my mental. So, very briefly. Well, first and foremost, um, over the weekend, there was the New, New Zealand shooting that happened yes my um, god so we let's start there before we get into the food have a moment of silence Mo- i mean we could yes that would be the moment for the start now okay so rest in peace to all of the victims um and prayers to all of the victims families um who i mean new zealand of all places which is considered one of the safest places in the world just hmm. goes to show there's no such thing. I mean, you hmm. know, we there's no answer for for this type of thing. There there isn't. People are in a place of worship. They can't they can't worship in peace because someone feels however they feel. White so, supremacy. White supremacy, basically. Also, um, there was a plane crash in in Africa in Kenya. Um, what was it? Kenya Airlines, which which has yeah. which has grounded all the new seven thirty seven Boeing's. I forgot the exact model. But all of those planes have been grounded. So condolences to those families as well. I was I was looking at a story earlier that three generations of a Kenyan family oh, perished oh, on that, that on that flight. Life. So three 
so it's a grandmother, her child, and her great her grandchild who um who were on the well, flight. That and made she was, me sad. Yeah, she was taking her family back to see where she was born and she was raised, and unfortunately they perished in that. Okay, so enough of that because I don't want to talk about death no more. Um, did you see the R. Kelly interview? <sighs> Wait, do we want to start at R. Kelly or do we want to start at Michael? I'm gonna start at Michael because that I can get this done quick, fast, in a hurry. Let's start at Michael's. Um, shout out to Ricky. <laughs> shout out to my dog Ricky because Ricky Ricky's and I, the only person that knows what the fuck he's talking. He's talking about. about because Ricky and I have had conversations. We've had, you know, he sent me things. I've sent him things. We have been going. We've had a, a nice long conversation and interaction over oh, yeah. this whole Michael Jackson shit. Shout out to Ricky because. You the real one. My dog. He's really the only person that understands me when it comes to Michael Jackson. And, like, my thing was, even before the whatever docu-crap came out... Um, First of all, who renewed their HBO subscription early to watch that shit? Um, I don't know about renew, but <laughs> I need the HBO go because of GLT will be back. That's a whole nother thing. No, nah, I ain't I ain't renewing my GLT subscription until April first. <laughs> Give me thirty you days. You are so black. It'll so, be thirty days to catch up because I'm only rewatching season seven. I don't rewatched everything else. Um so the reason why it's easy okay. Right, because I watched I didn't watch the second part of the documentary Leaving Neverland. I didn't watch the second part. Um and mostly alright, I'm gonna be real frank with y'all. It's really hard for me to sympathize with white suffering. I thought so, I was the only one. Look, I just was like, oh, oh, nigga, please. I really thought I was the only okay. one. Let me preface this with saying, first of all, <laughs> I know victims of child abuse, child sexual assault. I know people who have been victims who have right. survived it. And it is a very traumatic experience. And it is not something I take lightly at all. Especially the way that I feel about children. Especially how I feel about anybody taking advantage of anyone who is who is weaker than they are right. i have a problem with that let me put that first because we can get real stupid and i don't want that to get lost because i definitely wasn't gonna say a goddamn thing i definitely <laughs> thought that went without saying that you definitely wouldn't Sometimes want children to be yeah we don't like to however with this michael jackson first you got through the first part i only got through maybe 30 minutes oh sweet bitch well listen so i was watching this because i felt like I don't want to be one of those people who kind of just cape for artists and act like they're above reproach and yeah. they don't do anything wrong. Like, I wouldn't put anything past my mama. Exactly. And if that, that's no exception, then there's no exception for anybody else. I agree. So, as much as I love Michael and all of that stuff, I had to set that personal shit aside mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to watch it as unbiased as I can. Because them two niggas ain't never gave me a remember the time. They ain't give me now um, the way you make me feel. Just nothing. So I'm really, really giving them a lot of credit by watching this in the first place. Now, um, it was difficult for me to take because and, and, and really dissect because opposed to the R. Kelly documentary that literally pulled out everybody named... Let me tell you something. If you gave one of them girls a tampon... You was on that documentary. Yeah. It was so, not it was not biased. It gave no. you both sides of the situation and you came to your own conclusion based Correct. on what 
on whatever side you decide to be on, you had enough evidence. You had enough evidence on both sides to come up with your own conclusion. The Michael right. Jackson documentary, which is why I have a problem with people comparing these two documentaries, is the Michael Jackson documentary was not a documentary. It was completely one-sided. It was an interview. He interviewed these two gentlemen and their families, and they gave their very one-sided, very biased. Um, recollection, quote unquote, of what they perceived to have happened all those years ago. I was bored out of my mind, first and foremost. Boring. Okay, so now, okay, let me back up because there were parts that were very explicit as to the details as to what happened. My only problem with the whole thing is that if you were violated as a child and, and like that's unfortunate. Regardless. Regardless. If you were violated sexually or any type of way as a child. And when they became adults, Wade Robinson specifically had already vouched for Michael Jackson's credibility multiple times. Several times. As an adult. Even after he died. Several times as an adult. And so it does seem opportunistic that 10 years almost to the day... Michael left this earth suddenly there's all of this stuff going on and so also I discredited Ray Wade Robinson because he said that when Michael was performing fellatio on him he he reached down and touched the back of Michael's head and it felt like a Brillo pad first of all you a racist ass <laughs> motherfucker because Michael Joseph Jackson only wore the best of lace fronts he wore the finest the last lace you absolutely right with the silk mink whatever um foreign country hair that was at the time that the girls didn't know about they know about them um he had that so what were you feeling in the back you've seen, of his head you've seen the flow and you are not alone in that Brillo video pad. so you think all black people here feel like real bad oh child it, look he may have gotten me over had he not mentioned this goddamn Brillo pad because i know michael joseph Wore the best lace fronts. And I know it was soft, <laughs> moisturized, conditioned. Silky texture. Okay? He had the best. So, I ain't want to hear that. Even when he looked bad, he had the best. But, aside from me being completely ignorant, it's just, it was, again, I am very unmoved by white suffering. But, two, <clears throat> these are two adults and their families, but... My whole problem with that is just that how much the family benefited from one silence, right at the time. Um, But two, because they made it seem as if Michael was kidnapping these children and taking them across the world and and diddling them and giving them candy and wine in the background. And their parents were right there. Y'all were there. I mean, there was one part where the mom, where the mom of not. Way Robson's mom, the other boy, Jimmy, Jane, whatever. Um, his mom made a comment of how she, the hotel rooms would get farther and farther apart. Like she, she would no longer be right next door anymore now that she's like on a different floor. And she said one time she, they were on tour and she missed her son so much. She went up to Michael's bedroom, his hotel room, and she put her ear to the door to hear what they were doing. And I'm like, okay, my mama. Let me tell you something. She already got housekeeping with her with the door already open. And on top of that, you're trying to tell me that you was just able to walk up to Michael Jackson's hotel room and there was Nan security there? 
There's just, a lot of holes in, in, in a lot of these If they stories. give me four more documentaries um, that have several people account, people that work for Michael Jackson, yes. all of these other accounts that make me go, damn, Michael actually was a pedophile. And until I get that, I'm going to bop every goddamn Michael Jackson Listen, song I want Until to. the FBI comes out and says, okay, well, we hid some information. We did 10-year investigation. FBI ain't hiding no information for no black Ten people. Year. Ten years. Ten years. Nobody knew that they were investigating this man for a decade. There were, there were bugs in his house. All they found was porn. All they found was porn. First of all, we are not saying that Michael was not weird. That he didn't have some... Well, let me tell you something. If I dedicated 45 out of 50 years of my life to entertaining, I ain't have no motherfucking friends. I agree. I didn't have no contemporaries except my brothers, and they was over there fucking the same women. And To this day. My mama and daddy look alike. Wait, All these type of things mama, happen. Hold up. Wait. No. Catherine and Joseph look like do this siblings. right now. Joseph dead. Go ahead. Continue. Look. You got to thank God for small <laughs> miracles. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, he went straight to hell. Um, it's great. But no, he had nothing about Michael Jackson was ordinary. At so all. when I was on social media and people were arguing like, oh, you think it's normal for a person to sleep in the same bed no, with a child? I'm like, nothing about Michael Joseph Jassy was normal. It's absolutely His not normal. His entire life was given to the people. He didn't have a regular any goddamn thing. Not regular school. He didn't go through a regular prom. He didn't go through a regular anything. He never went shopping by himself for clothes, shoes. Like, he, he, all the opportunities that made us kids, all the things that made yeah. us who we are, we got because we were able to even have a childhood. Yes. We didn't have to be adults at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We didn't have to. We didn't have responsibility. You didn't have a tour. You didn't have that. So comparing what an ordinary pedophile may do to what Michael Jackson may do, it's hard for me because I can very much tell that he was a man child trying to relive the life that he didn't have. That's the same thing that these rappers do when they broke and they get money. What do they do? Buy all the stupid shit that's going to depreciate. Surround themselves with the Whatever they shit. couldn't have as a kid, They're they buy it. it yeah. That house they wanted to get for their mama, they buy it. That community they want to help, they do that. So everything that you wanted to do in your childhood that you didn't have the financial means or resources, when you get them, you try to make up for that. And that's what Michael Jackson was doing this entire goddamn time. Now, granted, a lot of this shit was strange. But who am I to say what's strange and what's actually pedophilia <laughs> unless I have more information? So I unless mean, they give me more receipts. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want. Just give me more. Don't have it I completely mean, one-sided. There's plenty of other people that y'all could have interviewed for this. And y'all chose not to. And the, the, the filmmaker himself said it. I chose not to reach out to other people because I wanted the story to be on this. Exactly. And my whole thing is, God forbid, you know, my whole problem with this is Wade Robson has been an opportunist the entire time. His entire, he, he has been an opportunist. And my whole thing is, I don't appreciate anybody using traumas, actual traumas of children or of anybody for that nature as a way to propel yourself. Because now all of a sudden he has a new foundation because he had this existing situation already. And now with this documentary coming out, he switched it. And now it's the Wade, it's the Robson family foundation. And he's telling people to, nah, man, fuck you and that bullshit. Okay. Cause you was looking for a job. They didn't give it to you. You tried to sue them. You tried to shop a book, all of that shit. 
was not coming to fruition. So just just go back to obscurity. Like I just cannot deal with to, people who be faking a shit just to propel themselves. I don't like that shit. To surmise all of this, we ain't for to stop listening to a goddamn thing. I was listening to it last week. Um, because be this has nothing to you got do. To be hey, you got to be starting something. Hey, you got to be starting something. You got to be starting something. You got to get over. Yeah, you know, get over. Yeah, yeah. Just in the middle. Now, if it turns out that he actually is a pedophile, I will go ahead and remix that. So anyway, <laughs> on to Robert Kelly. On to the on to because we have to get to Gail. Now, <laughs> we have talked about Robert at nauseum on this goddamn Ain't show. Much else we need to say about We him. have been gone for months, but you know what happens? He just keeps doing shit. So, um, we have to keep talking about it. First but and foremost, he needs to he needs to fire his entire team. What team? He ain't got no money. You don't see the man with the dreads and the half fade and all that? That's his, that's his, um. His boyfriend ain't got no money. That's his boyfriend? I mean, it could be. You never know. All right, go ahead. So, um, this whole time we, it was so unfortunate because the show wasn't here while all of this was popping off with, with Robert and, um, these young ladies and whatever the case is. And Robert at some point decided I need to TV. I need to speak my piece. He don't know how to spell any of those words. <laughs> We've been talking all type of shit on the social media, and it don't matter because he can't read it. So all of this stuff has been going on with Robert, and he figured the best thing for him to do is to go sit in front of America and be a dumbass. <laughs> so he decided. He decides to have this interview with uh, one Gail King. One patient, still, Gail King. And basically just made a whole ass out of himself, which gave us quite a bit of, you know, memes and great content. Look, I did not want to laugh at Robert anymore. But it was so it fucking was so funny. funny. I couldn't. All I did was laugh when I watched him. Like, this is a catastrophe. And I don't want to quote him, but I'm fighting for my fucking life. It's so <laughs> quotable because whilst I had the coochie flu, I was just fighting for my Whoever fucking life. put him with, oh my God, who remixed the um, Trinidad James? Pop the Molly, I swear. Whew. He really, okay. Let's okay. I don't want to go too deep into the interview because it's old, but I wanted to rehash it because it's. I don't like the one that it was compared to Michael Jackson. Me either. But, two very different situations. But two, um, because only recently saw the interviews with his girlfriends, um, the two young ladies who he basically stole from their parents. Um, you can tell that Robert. Never read a pamphlet. He never... He sounded so uneducated. It was embarrassing as a black person. Yeah. I got secondhand embarrassment just because I was like, what are you... Are you trying to tell on yourself? Because there were moments where Gail would ask him a question. And it's almost like he was reliving how amazing it was. With that that fucking... You have women locked up in the room in a in a in a black room and he's like whoo good times <laughs> good times 
Think about the ones he got right now. Right. And so, um, he obviously was so defensive and this man really just put a put on a show. He was the consummate of the show must go on. He can't even play victim right. It was so transparent and annoying and funny that he really thought that if he, you know, he had the same reaction as if you asked a nigga, who was that bitch? You absolutely right. Ask any nigga, who is this bitch, Ashley? <laughs> what? You know? Oh, so, oh, so now, so I, so now I'm fucking with the bitch, Ashley. <laughs> I'm fighting for my fucking life. What type of Everything I do for shit. you. 30 years. 30 years in this nigga. relationship. And you're going to accuse me. Yes, nigga, because it looked like you did it. <laughs> so, um. We got, he bitch, got, he was on the video. He got rowdy. He was like, oh, you know, all that stuff in my past that I definitely got away but with. But you also noticed whenever he brought up the, the case, the previous case, because they can't talk about the, the current one. Oh, I beat my case. But he never said I was innocent. He never said I didn't do those. I beat know. my case. And I'm like, who is your fucking, who is your media person? You know like, a nigga who, why did your lawyer let you go up here? Because he ain't had one. He broke. You know, first of all, let's talk about that. The fact that he's fucking broke. The fact that he was a fucking multimillionaire. It is fucking embarrassing that he didn't have 100000 160000 whatever those dumbass amounts were. It's so embarrassing that he went to jail because he did not have that money. And if he did not have that money, then he ain't got no money to pay no lawyer. He ain't got no lawyer to pay, pay no PR person. He ain't got no money to pay no fucking body. Well, he's got so people, people around him. They're, people are doing, doing it pro bono off the strength. Off the strength. They're doing it for the notoriety, basically, because they feel like they can get because him Because Robert has no ducats over there. And so, one, that's embarrassing. Um, two, I don't know who these raggedy ass people keep uh, bailing him out and giving him money. I don't know what kind of hold he has on people. But when Gail asks a question and you answer it, you answer the question with, how stupid would I be? Well, <laughs> by the looks of things, very, quite dumb and stupid to do the same thing because that's exactly what the hell you did. And again, that's the same thing like asking a nigga, did you cheat on me? How stupid would it be for me to cheat on you? Nigga, I'm, it's in your It would phone. be muy, muy stupid. Muy stupid, though. But you would still do it. You know what I'm saying? So, the whole interview, him getting up, getting rowdy. Gail sat there like a patient mama waiting for this nigga to get home Waiting from for school. the temperature you know, just room to pass. Waiting for you to be done. And she gave that dot, 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 Robert. <laughs> Robert. Robert and you know she let him know like yo I'm not going nowhere the question's still gonna be here when you when you calm your stupid ass down and you still have to answer them and it was a quite a lengthy interview and then she also interviewed the girlfriends now oh my god which one of them names start with an A Azriel sure the one in the black yeah she definitely was coached by Robert because she had the exact same sentiments as Robert. Verbatim. <clears throat> and so I watched this interview that Gail did either on um, Jimmy Kimmel or or Stephen Colbert. Colbert. It, 
Either one of those. She basically was saying that, you know, at no point she felt like her life was threatened or, you know, anything yeah, would happen on purpose. Mm-hmm. But, um, damn, I lost train of thought. He was coaching them from, a, from yes. the room. She didn't know that he had come back into yes. the room. Because yes. he would cough when they would, when she would ask a question. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, who was coughing on the set? She thought it was one of her crew. But you could tell that Azriel was the one who's more... Um, She's she's the least afraid of everybody else, in a because if you see the other well, girl, Joyce, Jocelyn is very. You see, she didn't really talk. Shy. She's very timid. She, you see, she didn't really talk. All she really did was agree with whatever Azrael. She basically let Azrael control the whole. The thing conversation. with Azrael that I realized is that watching the docu series of the R Kelly thing or whatever. I noticed that she's one very outgoing. Very. And prior to her leaving with R. Kelly, she was very outspoken. Uh, she was always on stage. She had great stage presence. So that wasn't something that Robert could dim. He could just mentally control her. Um, but Joycelyn on the on the other end, she wasn't necessarily like yeah. that. Um, so definitely he coached these girls and, and it's just so fucking unfortunate. And I don't like the fact that this is being compared to Michael Jackson because it's very, very, very different things. I have never once thought or assumed Michael Jackson was manipulative. Uh, I thought he was very childlike and strange, but I did not. He doesn't have a rumor and this, this thing carrying around with him for 20 years of him being manipulative, of him being a liar, yeah. of him snatching children up and not giving them back to their parents. Like, there was so many things surfacing around Robert that wasn't with Michael. And it was like, why are they being compared in this way? Except for the fact of pedophilia, unfortunately. But, um... I, they should not be compared. I agree with you. Two very different situations. Now, and just like... It's, these stupid people now talking about, oh, we're going to stop playing Michael's music. We're going to take... What is it? The Children's Museum is going to take down... His stuff, and I'm like, and I'm like, so y'all gonna give him back all the money that he poured into this place too? The man is dead, right? He's dead. Ten years, June twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. We'll make it. Ten years. Shababo Honda. He's dead. What? You gotta make a change. Make that change. Why would he ask somebody to make a change if he was a pedophile? Friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. An additional segment we wanted to bring up I hate her is, amen, every week there is a weekly dumbass that does something that's worth getting kicked out over. I don't care if you kick somebody out of your car, house, office, cubicle space. Somebody needs to get kicked out. Who are you kicking out? Uh, Who are you kicking out this week? Well, let's talk about who you want to kick out. I'm this kicking week. out two people out of the suite this week. They can't sit who next to us. Who getting kicked out of the suite Oprah this week? Oprah and Gail. Oprah and Gail. Oprah and Gail. Expound. Because I don't feel like they are being. To be a journalist, you have to be optimistic. You're not supposed to have an opinion either way, and it's not supposed. To... Your opinion is not supposed to come across in your journalism, right? You went to you went to school. I mean, yes. Okay, but... so. Oprah did this interview, Finding Neverland, this, even though she tried to come back and clean it up when everybody came for her, oh, I feel like this is 
bigger than Michael Jackson. No, it's not because the the entire reason why you're here is because of Michael Jackson. Don't make it seem like it's bigger than him now because you know, now you want to kind of backtrack a little bit and give when an excuse. When y'all was just practicing the moonwalk. But exactly. All of a sudden, but all of a sudden, oh, I feel like this moment is bigger than my... No, that's bullshit. No, you found it. You saw an opportunity to um to get involved in this and that's what it, that's exactly what you did. Cool. That's fine. If that's what you wanted to do, that's okay. But here you are. Harvey Weinstein has been your friend for how long? He's You've been in business with him for how long? And all of this stuff has come out and you have yet to say anything. You could have did something. This is bigger than Harvey Weinstein. But you chose not to. But you chose to come back to Michael. I'm Gail, right. the only reason why I'm... And while it was a great interview, the only reason why I'm coming for Gail is, again, same reason. You've been friends with Harvey Weinstein and all of these other people. Um, but you chose not to interview their victims but you want to interview, but you're giving Robert Kelly a platform. My whole thing is, if you're going to vilify people, vilify everybody. And it's just black men being vilified in the press right now. And that's my problem with it. And the fact that these great black women are doing the vilifying, are assisting in the vilifying, that's my whole issue with it. So if we're going to vilify Robert, as we should, if we're going to vilify Michael Jackson, should he be guilty? You know, he's dead, first of all. Leave him alone. I feel like he's dead. Just let it go. But if you're going to vilify him, you need to vilify all the other people too. This is not a just, um, you know, a one-sided situation. It's across the board. Get all their asses in there. Interview all their fucking victims. You know a lot of the victims. You're in business with a lot of them. Fair. Fair. So, I guess who's getting the boot this week <laughs> would be Oprah and Gail. Um... Piggybacking off of that, and then I'll get into who I'm kicking out of the suite this week. Um, while I do agree that the other, and by others, the whites, the Jews, literally anybody else that's not Pale. brown skin, palm-colored people should be uh, just as accountable, should have all the docu-series, should have the documentaries, all this stuff, things should... But the problem is that um, what I had to, like, I don't like when there's some type of issue like with the R. Kelly or Michael Jackson or pretty much any other black artist that is on the main screen or page or whatever for some type of issue. Um why can't we look at it as an isolated situation, right? Because I don't like when we go, yeah, oh, Kelly did this, but there is no but. We need to just uh, account for that thing in itself. Yes, those documentaries and all of the information need to be put out about a Weinstein and anybody else that's assaulting people or children or whomever. It does need to be put out there, but the truth of the matter is it's not going to. Why? Harvey Harvey has never given us a bop. He's never given us a number one single. R. Kelly has. Michael Jackson has. A lot of these black artists, they've given, they've contributed something significant mm -hmm. to the culture. Yeah. And white people and Jewish people aren't doing the same thing to our culture. Nobody gives a fuck what, what Harvey True. Weinstein is doing because he's not produced something that niggas give a fuck about. Django. Do niggas really give a fuck about Django? Don't say that. We love Django Unchained. 
First of all, it's his that was from Quentin Tarantino who loves the word nigga. But they paid for it. They're the production company. But there's so it. many other who okay, so when you're gonna do this document this documentary that we want, these docuseries that's really effective now, who's gonna be backing that? Because you still need studios, you still need equipment, you still need production companies. And a lot of these people have ties. Agreed. I'm not disagreeing with, with Harvey you. Weinstein. I'm just saying, so well, why not would, no more because he stepped down. But yeah, but I agree. Listen, all this step down listen, he is a rich successful beige man. beige man you can publicly step out of the view but his hands are already in all of those pots he can't take them out i agree so what what production company you gonna go to that doesn't have some kind of tie to a harvey weinstein so it's never going to happen however um niggers like robert and unfortunately michael and literally anybody else in the entertainment industry because black people dominate the, the culture. entertainment industry and the culture. White people ain't even style no more. So they not what? They not even in style. They was ever in style? Uh yes. Go ahead. Your MTVs, we ain't have no BETs. All of our entertainment was run I by the whites. Back then. Mm-hmm. And so now that black people have taken over the culture and the culture is following behind what black people, people are do. doing because what black people do is cool. It's in, it's popping, it's lit. So, if the people that's in front of this culture, like these artists that we love so much, um, yeah, it affects black people. Black people affect culture. Culture is affected on social media, especially Twitter. Black Twitter will get you the fuck up out of anywhere. Look how they save Jordan. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but seriously... So when that argument is made that we don't have the same energy for the whites and the Jews and anybody else violating women and children and whoever, um, that is why. Because those people don't contribute anything to the culture that black people give a fuck about. And as long as you're outside of that, and that's so fucking unfortunate. Because with black people, if you're not shaking your ass, if you're not giving us a film, if you're not giving us a bop, if you're not giving the culture something, we don't care. We don't fuck with you. It, it would take a lot for black people to even care about that if you're not a part of the culture. Yeah. So you got senators and you got a stupid ass Hillary Clinton dabbing and doing the nay-nay and stupid shit, mm-hmm. trying to follow the culture because they know that's what black people give a fuck about. And so... Hot sauce in her bag. Just, ah, oh, just... Oh. Like, bitch, you know goddamn well. You ain't... Side note, what Bernie doing? What the fuck? That nigga is 107. Um, back to it. But yeah, I totally agree. Now, as far as with Gail and Oprah, I feel like no better people should have talked to uh, Robert than a Gail. But as far as Oprah is concerned, Oprah has made it very, very clear that she is not with the nigger ties. Okay. She's black. Yes. Does she do anything for black people? Absolutely. She's created opportunities, whatever. But um yeah she would jump on the side of that because you have to understand who she has those ties to she even watched the 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 docuseries or whatever on i forgot this guy's name but on his boat david his last name escapes me geffen geffen and she watched it on his on his yacht and that man has so many ties to the gay white like you know what i'm saying i know and so Oprah makes it very a point that she is not trying to cross those those lines or 
cut people off because she needs to stand up for the culture and she's never necessarily been for the culture we just love who she is okay, and what well, she we does. gonna love her from outside the suite this week so thank you oprah you got the boot <laughs> who are you um who's getting kicked out of the suite this week um this is gonna go to one jessica hilarious or Ooh. jessica meh so with the unfortunate situation that happened in New Zealand with a lot of the um, Muslim citizens who were in church, and unfortunately they were shot and killed, up to 50 people, uh, 51 people were shot and killed, mm-hmm. and over 50 others injured. And I mean, people's families, children's wives, like it, it and, and also just to hear their message of still love yeah. and peace. And it's so like, wow, like I don't know how you're able to get to that point so these fast. are people who escaped the war the the chaos in their homeland and they sought refuge in new zealand and this was only to, be, start, shot only to be shot and killed in a place of by white supremacists who makes it very clear that he did it on the strength of white supremacy but anyway um jessica gets on a flight to who the fuck knows wherever and she sees a couple men in uh, turbans on her flight. And she, she basically got them kicked off to some degree. And saying that she was afraid um, because of what happened. She also then went back on social media and doubled down. And basically said, fuck everybody else. I was scared. Fuck you. I'm a citizen. I get to do this and I get to do that. And she has been dragged by her collarbone. Um, in which I absolutely agree. So yeah. me kicking her out of the suite this week is perfect because I just don't understand one. One, let me speak back up. One, she's not funny. Two, me. You had to put that in there. It's not funny. Um, what's his name? Plus Daddy. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. Um, our Plus Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I be trying not to call him his regular name, but you know, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, you know, he tweeted me the other day and said she is funny, and I said I have never got a full chuckle out, not not a ha ha. I got a, I got a light little, mm, that's entertaining, but I've never laughed not once, not full belly laugh. Um, no, and just the fact that she feel so privileged to be yeah. like. Oh, you get out. You don't belong. And I'm like, do you know how long it got for our motherfucking asses to even be able to say a motherfucking thing to say to somebody else who is brown doesn't fucking belong? But I mean, we're still dealing with that today. As case in point, the the gentleman who was barbecue, what was it, at the park? The girl, the lady who came to the park and called the police because the man was there at the park. Uh, the the guy who was walking his dog and the girl, the lady called the police because of the dog. The woman who called the police on <coughs> the man who was doing work on his house because she felt like he didn't. Like we're still getting that to this day. Like this is a constant but those news things story. are happening with white people overreacting because that's what the fuck they do. We they know they you, overreact. Yeah, to but now for you as a black person to turn around. And do the same thing. Essentially. Not only that. Like if you do that. Don't go to social media. And then fucking double down on the dumb shit. Exactly. Don't say fuck you. I was afraid. So I was this this, and that and the other. No. Like I don't want to tie all these xenophobia names. And all that other stupid shit. I don't want to tie that to the situation. This is just 
an isolated situation of idiocy. Like, you were just fucking being stupid. And on top of that, were you that afraid? Because she was actually recording them with their turbans on, kind of giggling and laughing from a distance. And I'm like, are you that afraid? Or are you trying to make a moment? Are you trying to be viral? Are you trying to do that? Because that is social currency right now. Yeah, it is. It's just being viral. That's social currency. Whether they so like what it or were not, you trying to do? They're going to repost it, they're going to talk about it, and they're going to keep it in the cycle. I'm sorry, what were you trying to do? <laughs> or how the fuck y'all pronounce any so word So she has ooh. a problem with turbans. Because what was it? Oh, I have Muslims in my family. Right, and then... Bitch, if you got Muslims in your family, then this should not... Oh. Side note, wasn't Nick Cannon your boss? And hasn't Nick Cannon been wearing a turban for God knows how long? Child. Well, he ended up from a beauty supply. So not, the point. not the point. Not the point. Not the point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she is definitely a weekly dumbass because I don't, I really don't understand. And I don't want, again, I don't want to talk about xenophobia and any of the phobias that America loves to put names and shit on. This was just a person that has now created some type of status for herself and feel like it's one, funny to do that. And then now, once everybody's at your motherfucking neck, all of a sudden, you need to be taught. I'm over niggas getting in trouble and then telling the world, teach me. Hey, fuck you. No one's teaching you a black ass thing because you knew better. And on top of knowing better, you doubled down on the stupid shit. And all of a sudden, now. Because now the shit is blowing up in your face. Now your coins are in now jeopardy. <laughs> with, some of them, with some of them network deals. And also, don't fuck with people with turban because they're in your IT and they'll shut all this shit down. Okay? Also true. Yeah. They'll shut all this shit down. You all right? I'm very nice to, to the Muslims and to it? anyone else that's in IT. I'm cool. So, yeah. Um, Jessica's a dumbass. Um, That's all that I have this week. But, again, this is a new segment. And let us know who you would like to kick out of the suite. I would be more than happy to read they ass. Um, hit us up on Urban Sweet Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can always hit me up on the Twitter machine at I am Queen T. Um, oh, yeah. Follow the show on Instagram, niggas. And Twitter. Urban Sweet Talk. Urban Sweet Talk on the Twitter. Urban Sweet Talk on the Facebook machine. And we are definitely working on a new website. So that's going to be really, really great. And so, yeah, I know that we have muy 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 things to catch up to um but my throat hurt and this is our show (laughs) (laughs) my throat my throat is ashy and dry oh my god i'm so fucking sick and i need to wet it with what (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to get somebody this coochie flu Oh, thank you guys so much. Again, we've missed you guys dearly. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Of course, hit me up. Again, the Twitter is at I am Queen T. I am Q W E E N T E E. Marla? Um, Lady M417 on Instagram. Okay, maybe on Twitter this week. I'll try to come back. Um, my final thought for this week. Listen, Bay. Six two, <coughs> dark skin. Who was they? With a beard. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to manifest him in my mind. Maybe he'll show up. <laughs> I'm thinking about you. Hit me up. All right. Bye, y'all. This is not the love machine. See y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for being brave.